0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Becca Freeman. And I'm Grace Atwood. And I have a new voice brought to you by the flu. Poor Becca. We'll talk all about it in lows. Yes. But we should get into it. So today we're talking all about New York City. We got so many questions, but I think they're pretty quick, so we're going to try to rapid-fire go through them as fast as possible. Yes. But before we get into it, highs and lows. Yes. Grace... Tell me your high.
1: So my high was that this past weekend, I was in Atlanta, and I was a keynote speaker for a blogging conference. And I've done a lot of public speaking. I've been on panels and different things like that, usually just panel discussions. I've never been um, invited to be a keynote. So I had an hour-long presentation. Um, I was scared shitless, but I think it went really well. And I was just like, really proud of myself that I did, did it and um, didn't get nervous and like sweat through my clothes.
0: Um. First of all, are you too big a deal for this podcast now? Yeah, probably. I'm, like, really famous. Wow. That's yeah. a pretty big deal. Second, I saw so many people on Instagram stories were, like, talking about what an inspiration you are. It sounded like people <laughs> loved it.
1: I think they really liked it. I just hope it was helpful. Like, I tried to give as much, like, actual, like, tactical advice as I could. Because I feel like a lot of people present at these things and are just, like, be authentic like take nice photos and like people walk away and they don't learn anything um
0: well I'm so proud of you thank you what was your high I don't really have a high which we can talk about in my low so I got back from Mexico City on Sunday night really late had like one day to grocery shop and like get my life together Tuesday actually had a productive day and then got the flu on Wednesday which is my low spoiler um so like I don't I don't have time to have a high but what are you doing tonight but my high is preemptive that I'm I'm taking my first Spanish class tonight I'm so proud of you you're gonna love it I'm so excited I'm such a nerd at heart I'm like really excited to take a class that's really fun. I want to take a class. I don't know what I would. Come take,
1: take Spanish classes with me. Mm, I don't know. I I don't want to. I want to take. Fine. I want to take like a a crafts class, like a painting class.
0: Oh my gosh! On um, um, have you ever been to Baked in Brooklyn? No. It's like color me mine basically. Oh. It's like pottery painting and it's BYOB. So you can like bring wine while you paint pottery, but they have mosaic night every Thursday. Oh, and I'm I going do with that. my friend Allie and I want to learn how to make mosaics. I want to do that. Okay. I'll check it out and you okay. can go. Perfect.
1: Tell me your low. Ew. It's just, I talked about this last week, but my computer, um, I brought it to the Apple store and it is salvageable. Um, <laughs> so I'm spending $750 to get it fits. Oh, yeah. Dumb. So dumb. But um, you know what? We're moving along, we're being positive, and we're just not gonna think about the fact that I just lit seven hundred and fifty dollars on fire.
0: Girl, I feel you. It's been my summer of just lighting money on fire. I know. Your low. My low is that I I managed to get the flu in August, which I think is actually an accomplishment. I think it is. So I you learned You better not get me sick. Uh, I, I think it's unlikely. So it says that you're you're contagious. I read online before I came over here because I was like, ooh, should I cancel out Grace?" And it says you're um, contagious for up to seven days after you start showing symptoms, and today's the seventh day.
1: All right, I'm still like, not. don't breathe on me. I'm
0: not going to breathe on you. I'm going to sanitize the whole apartment when you leave. That's a good idea. <laughs> but anyway, so I learned that apparently, I mean, I guess this makes intuitive sense, but I didn't realize this, that flu season is the summer in the southern hemisphere which makes sense because it's their winter yeah so I think I must have just like picked it up on a on like one of my flights in Mexico or something Oof. but yeah I literally went from hey I like think I have a tickle in my throat to oh I have a 102 degree fever in like six hours last week and have been sick ever since I'm on the mend but my voice still is like not there and I'm still stuffy yeah so I'm hoping tomorrow is done because we're going to Cape Cod. Yes.
1: So Well, you're going yeah, to Cape I'm Cod tomorrow. I'm going to Cape Cod tomorrow. And Becca's crashing my family vacay, which is not really a family vacay. It's just... I was yeah. invited. You, you were invited. <laughs> don't, you make it sound like I'm...
0: <laughs> she was like invited.
1: Freeloading. Yeah. No, no, no. We're going... It's like probably the last time I'll go home to have Cape Cod truly be home. So What about the holidays? No, they're coming here. Oh. Yeah, because my sister's pregnant, so she's not going anywhere. So we're having Thanksgiving at my house.
0: Okay. Which is a
1: whole other thing, which we'll get to at some point. But oh, boy. So should we have Desperation Minute? Yes. You guys, first of all, thank you. We've had so many incredible reviews this week. We had one really mean one, but we'll just not talk about that. You can't please everyone. (laughs) Not everyone is going to like us. Although I kind
0: of found the mean one a little bit entertaining, so you should go read it. But you should leave us... Hopefully, a positive review. Yeah,
1: we, we would love to hear from you. So, leave us a
0: review, tell a friend, put us in your Instagram story. It's the best thing you can do to help other people discover us. Yes. So, thank you. Thanks. Okay. Before we get into questions, should we have a quick word from our sponsor today? Yes, you guys. So, this week's episode is brought to you by RX Bar,
1: and RX Bar is a whole food protein bar. I personally love it because I tend to get very, very hangry. Um, like, I will just forget to eat, and suddenly I notice that I'm in a bad mood. So I love it for a quick breakfast on the go, um, like that 3 p.m. snack when you just realize you need, like, a little extra something, or after the gym. Um, it's a great source of protein. My trainer has told me that I have to eat protein after I work out, and sometimes it's hard to like. you don't want to, like, cook an omelet or something. So this has – Egg white protein, which is actually a great source of protein and easily absorbed. Um, There's 14 flavors, and they have a new nut butter. I'm obsessed with the nut butter. So it's squeezable. So you can, like, squeeze it onto a rice cake. Or if you're gross like me, you can just eat it straight out of the package really, really good. Um, I think what I love most about RX Bar is that it's real food. It tastes so good. It's free of, like, all the bad stuff. There's no gluten. There's no soy. There's no dairy. And there's no artificial colors. There's no artificial flavors. There's no preservatives or fillers. So I love it. I always have a couple of these in my bag, um, in my gym bag, in my carry-on. Like, I just, like, keep them everywhere because if I don't eat, I get, like, really mean so <laughs> it's um, important to do. So thank you, Rx Bar, for being this week's sponsor. We're so grateful to have you. And we have a special treat to you guys. On your first order, if you go to rxbar.com slash BOP and use code BOP at checkout, you can take 25% off. So that's a really good deal. Again, the code is BOP and the website is rxbar.com slash BOP so
0: let's get back into it and talk about New York City
1: yes let's talk about New York so we're going to try and make all of our answers really fast because we got 30 questions and we're going to try and get through all of them oh my god so, I feel pressure don't feel pressure we can do this let's do it so the first one came from Lily Hart on Instagram and she said how do you make yourself excited about living in the city again when you're feeling over it
0: Well, I guess first of all, if you're really feeling over it, you don't have to live here. Yeah, I mean, I think I know a ton of people who've lived in New York City and then left. Left. We've had a lot of friends leave this in the past few years, so it's not like the be all end all. Like I love living here, but you don't have if just because you lived here doesn't mean you have to keep living here. Yeah. The second thing is, I would say move within the city.
1: Yeah. When I moved to Brooklyn, I got like a whole new. Like, lease on life in the city. Your cat got a whole new personality. Oh my God, he's, in he's like so he's outgoing nice now. You know? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> he's walking bias. I would also say travel, like, get out, go. Um, That's true. Sometimes heard, when you get too stuck here, you're just like, the subway, like, everything is annoying. Yeah. Like, even just going up to like Hudson
1: Valley or um, what is that art center that I love? Oh, Storm King Art Center. It's just a, it's like this kind of big sprawling park where you can ride bikes and see all these cool outdoor art installations, like just get a little fresh air. But, um, I really, I don't feel over it. I love it. I've been here 12 years and. Well, the question isn't, do you feel over it? I know, but I'm just saying if you feel over it, maybe you should move or move within New York city.
0: Yeah. Getting a new neighborhood could be a cool way to just like totally feel like somewhere new because I don't explore other neighborhoods. Yeah. As much as I would like to say that I do.
1: Yeah. I think, and that's also another thing you can do is like make a day, go to Williamsburg or go to park slope. Yeah. Um, there's so much you can do and each little neighborhood is so different from the next.
0: Okay. This person, a Militano one on Instagram said I visited New York three times and I'm going again in the fall with friends, but I will have a full day to myself. How should I spend a perfect day alone in New York city? girl, first of all, it's not scary. Like having an alone day in New York city is the best is awesome. Yes. Okay. So what
1: I would do is I would split up my day between Soho and the Upper East Side. So I would start, um, there are so many great shops on Broadway. There is an amazing Bloomingdale's and there's like all these cute little shops. And then I would take the sixth train up to the Upper East Side and spend the afternoon museum hopping. So there's the MoMA, there's the Met, there is, if you went over to the West Side, there's the Museum of Natural History, but that's kind of a pain to get to. The Cooper Hewitt, um, I'm going to leave something out, but there's so many amazing museums and so much art to see, and I just think, like, it's the best place to walk around. And then, like, walk through Central Park Maybe go to Bemelmans Bar at the Carlisle and, like, treat yourself to, like, a glass of champagne by yourself at the bar. Um, I think the Upper East Side is just, like, so romantic and dreamy and, like, such a fun place to to kind of get lost on your own.
0: That would be my day. Let's see. I feel pressure to say something different. So I would start in the morning and go have breakfast in maybe, like, Nolita, which is a little calmer and fewer people than Soho. So get breakfast somewhere there, like Cafe Giton or um, the Jack's by Frida or... I was going to say both of those. Oh, Egg Shop. Egg Shop is great. And walk around. There's like four main streets in Nolita and you can kind of just walk up and down. There's so many cute boutiques. Your sister's store is there. Yes. Go to Rebecca Atwood Designs. Shameless plug. Um, Walk around. You can like definitely kill a really fun hour there, just kind of like wandering around. Then I would walk over to Meatpacking, and if it's a nice day, go on the High Line. Oh, the High Line's amazing. And I don't know, pick which side of the High Line you want to start on and walk to the other. It's just like a really pretty view of the city. You're like a little bit elevated, so you can kind of like look down on um, the neighborhoods below you. And then you're also the other side is on the water, so you get like a nice river view too.
1: Oh, and while you're there, go to Chelsea Market.
0: Yep, definitely go to Chelsea Market. It would be such a good place for lunch because there's all these, like, it's almost like a fancy food court. Yeah. It's not a food court, but it's, it's like, not a food court, there's all it's... these little, like, food places that you can, like, yeah. pop in. and there's, like, a great coffee shop and a great
1: brownie place. Like, there's a place that just sells brownies. They're Ooh. so good. Which It's called, like, Witch something. I don't know. It has the
0: word witch in it.
1: Huh. It's really
0: good. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then from there... I would maybe walk around the West Village. I really am realizing that you're not you're not doing much in my itinerary, or just kind of walking. But I think that's really nice. That's what I like to
1: do: is just walk and kind of like get lost and eat yummy things and maybe see some art. The Whitney is also down
0: there. Oh yeah, the the Whitney Whitney is is over there. Like my favorite museum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really don't think you can go wrong. Just like pick an area and explore, Mm -hmm. and like when you're tired, stop and like get something to eat yeah I would say going uptown in Grace's idea is probably smart because then you can like lounge in Central Park for a little while
1: yeah and it's just like very like quintessential New York
0: yeah yeah
1: but the West Village is amazing, too.
0: Dude, I'm not that helpful right now with this, like, cold situation
1: going on. <laughs> well, let's move on to our next question, because actually I would in, I would include this place that we're going to talk about in my um, perfect day. So Suzanne on Facebook asked two questions. First, she asked, what is the best and coolest New York City bookstore? Um, I think the Strand. That's what I was going to say. Oh, okay. I could spend all day in the Strand. It's such a cool spot.
0: Yeah, so the Strand is right by Union Square. Um it has a really cool vibe to it, and there's, like, a really big selection. The other place that I've actually been dying to go and I've never been before is um, Books Are Magic in Brooklyn. Oh, I want to go. I've never been. They have a really good Instagram. Yeah, and
1: they have that mural that everyone uh-huh. poses in front of. Yeah, I've never been there, but, <laughs> yeah, I
0: didn't realize that was a store. I feel stupid. Oh, I thought it was yeah. just a mural. <laughs> no, it's a bookstore. Oh, huh. Um, And then Suzanne's second question, which I am very interested to know your answer to, is best lobster roll. And the reason that I want to know your answer is because my favorite place for a lobster roll closed. Oh my God, what was your favorite? Ditch Plains in the West Village. Oh yeah. I love that place. Okay, I didn't think their lobster roll was even
1: in my top five. Um, I I actually have a top five lobster rolls post on my blog if you want to like go real nerdy and in depth here. But my two favorites would be mary's fish camp um it used to be brooklyn oh, fish mary's camp is good mary's is super good and i think it's called just pearl oyster bar mm-hmm. and they have an amazing lobster roll and the french fries it comes with are like really like skinny and shredded Ooh. they're so
0: delicious i've never been to pearl oyster bar i would recommend going and splitting the lobster roll because it's enormous you it's know where so else good. is a good lobster roll and they have a really good happy hour is the mermaid inn Ooh. in the east village i like the mermaid too yeah, yeah. And we had theirs at the Lobster Rumble that we went to. Oh, yeah. That's a real way to... That was a good way to experience lobster rolls. Or learn to hate lobster rolls. Yeah. Okay. Um, So
1: our next question came from Samantha Webb, and she asked, how do you keep up with new restaurants and fun things to do? Any good resources you recommend? Um, Yes. Yes.
0: I love the eater heat map me
1: too that i was gonna say the
0: same thing oh, oh. We're so on the same page yes um every month eater puts together like what are the hottest restaurants and some of them are new some of them aren't new um and they have it by neighborhood too so they have one for Manhattan, one for brooklyn so that's a really good place to find places to eat also the the grub street blog which is affiliated with new york magazine yes um i get their newsletter and i don't always read it but Sometimes, like, I'll catch a subject line in my inbox that says something about a restaurant opening, and so, like, that'll pique my attention. That's a good one. I don't really have, I don't really have any resources for new fun things to do other than I see people doing them on Instagram. Yeah, I love Instagram, and I follow an account,
1: I've talked about it here before, called FOMO Feed, and um, she posts from, like, all the new art exhibits from, like, just really cool, like, Instagram-y things to do, and I, like, I get a lot of inspiration from her.
0: Ooh. All right, moving on. We're on yes. question six. I don't know yeah. if we're going to get through all thirty. We're going to get through them, okay? E Manders on Instagram said, "Best places to go for a one night girls night out." So I would say Gitano, which just opened up in,
1: I think, it's I think it's in Soho. Um, I always get like a little confused because it's really close to Tribeca, but it is like a jungle in the middle of Soho. It's really beautiful. Um, it's it. The original one is in Tulum. So you actually feel like you're in Tulum. It's a great place for drinks. Besides that, I would also say Gilligan's is really fun. They have an but amazing. But Gilligan's isn't open all year round. Oh, they're not. Yeah. They have, they have an amazing watermelon margarita. I'm trying to think of places that
0: are open year round. I'm drawing a little bit of a blank. What What would you say? I like Ghost Donkey, but I think I like that because it's right by my apartment. But that's a really fun place and they have really fun drinks. It wouldn't be a whole night, but it would yeah. be, like... If you want to um, be
1: fancy and you're, like, having a smaller girls' night, I would say go to the Polo Bar, which is up, like, in the 50s, and have, like, a very fancy dinner, and then go to Bemelman's Bar at the Carlisle or go to Cafe, Cafe Carlisle and see a show. If you can't tell, the Carlisle is, like, my favorite place in the world.
0: Oh, you know where else is great? Um, The Jazz Bar at the Roxy. Have you ever been there? No. I can't remember the name of that, but it's, like, it's not... Paul's baby grand it's like on the other side okay um there's a really great jazz bar there which is really fun they charge a cover but it's not bad it's like 15 bucks and the music is really good oh I'm there yeah that would be a fun girls night I mean you could go if you want to have like a very New Yorkie experience like you can go dance at Acme you could
1: yes I spent a lot of nights at Acme when I was younger
0: yeah you'll feel bad that you're not a model yeah or, like, European royalty. Because everyone yeah. there feels, like, very cool. Mm-hmm. But, like...
1: But it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's like a very, like, watching. New York-y thing yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah.
0: Or you can be old like us and you can, like, just go to dinner and then go home. Yeah. That's what we do now and we love it. I haven't had a big night out in a while.
1: I had one, like, a week ago, so I can't really talk. Okay. And we had one, like, a month ago. Oh, yeah. I forgot On that our account. own. We were monsters.
0: Oh, yeah. That was a yeah. sketch.
1: Okay. So, moving along what are the this is came from gn Cali on instagram what are the best art galleries museums and off the beaten path activities to do so my favorite thing to do is to walk there's a stretch of art galleries i believe it is on 26th street between 10th and 11th it will take you a whole afternoon just to go from gallery to gallery to gallery um most recently there was a really fantastic Damien Hirst show and I saw that and then I just kind of spent the afternoon wandering like that whole stretch in Chelsea has tons and tons of art galleries and it's super fun and it's it's lesser known galleries but there's so much great art to see
0: that's interesting I've never done that before I've never gone gallery hopping oh if you ever want to go I I love it's it's actually a solo activity that I like to do but I'll bring you okay you can come So we already talked about museums and the question about what our ideal day would be. But you know what else was really fun? Do you remember when we did that museum tour of the weird history of the Met? Oh my god, yes. So we went to this tour with this company called Museum Hack. And it was like very quirky... Tours of like weird history at the Met, and I yeah. learned so much I like, learned
1: so much, like remember if
0: like the woman had a red ribbon around her neck she was she was a prostitute yeah like i 've been to the Met so many times, and they had so many interesting facts that yeah. like i 'd never heard before it was really
1: fun, so the the company we have no affiliation with them, but it 's called museum hacks, and they do tours tons of them, not just the Met but like yeah. all over
0: the city, and they do like different themed ones like there 's one that 's like I think we just did the regular one, but there 's one that 's like badass bitches of the met or like lgbtq history at the met or like i feel like they had a harry potter one at one point they've got a lot yeah that was really fun i think that would be a really fun thing to do like if you were visiting yes i agree
1: so jan Kelly wrote again um what are the best under the radar boutiques and shopping so i would say get yourself to brooklyn I am obsessed with Bird. Bird has, every time I go in there, I learn about a new designer or something. And they have an amazing, amazing selection. So that's one of my favorite kind of off the beaten path stores.
0: I have like no suggestions. I actually loathe shopping in New York City, it's too crowded. And I mostly shop for me. online too. Like I love a shopping mall. So I'm jealous of wherever <laughs> everyone else lives where they can just go to the mall.
1: That's so funny.
0: So she also wrote
1: cab, subway, or rideshare. I mostly take the subway now that I live in Brooklyn, but um, I don't do rideshares because I think it's weird. I don't want to – I know that I'm, like, in the minority here, but I don't want to share a cab with somebody.
0: Um, I do all three. It depends where I'm going and what time of day it is. So I would say anything that's during rush hour, always subway. Yeah. If it's raining, I will usually take an Uber. Same. Especially – Grace thinks it's weird to ride share. I don't. I took Uber pool on my way here and like listened to this guy's phone conversation. It was like, it was $4. It was so cheap. Yeah. The price is, is good there. I I don't know why I would rather take the
1: subway than doing a ride share. It freaks
0: me out. It's quicker. So I'm weird. Sometimes that. And then I'm, if I'm like leaving somewhere, like a restaurant, I usually don't remember to call an Uber or a Lyft. So I'll just like grab a cab. Out on the street if I'm like going home at the end of the night usually, yeah. So all three, yeah. You have to be strategic about like when and how and where. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like very savvy. I've I've lived here for five years and like knowing like the right times to like take a cab versus like take the subway is like feels very. you're, like, you're feels a real like New Yorker. Yeah. yeah. All right. So next question from HeyaShip on Instagram said, must see areas for a long weekend that are not Times Square. So I would, I'm going to tell you just like a super quick story. So my friend Lauren, um, this was a few years ago, was here for work and she lives in San Francisco. And she was like, I got to be honest with you. Like, I don't actually really like New York City. And I was like, Lauren, that's because every time you come here, you have to stay in Times Square for work. Like, Nobody likes Times Square. Times Square like,
1: is disgusting. It's the worst. It's hell on earth. I, I avoid it at all costs.
0: I avoid it like the plague. So anyway, I we like had a really fun weekend and I took her like to all sorts of other places that were not Times Square and she was like, oh, I think I like New York. I think I just don't like Times Square. So if the only place you've ever been in New York is Times Square, that's not New York. That doesn't count.
1: Yeah. I would say stay in Brooklyn. So my two suggestions would be Williamsburg. There is a stretch of amazing, like luxurious hotels up in the um, north part. So there's the Williamsburg Hotel. They just got a new pool, which is incredible. There's the Wythe, and there is the William Vale. Any of those three are like super high-end and beautiful. They're pretty close to the subway, so you can get in to the city pretty quickly. Um, and there's a lot to do. And you can go to Smorgasburg, which is this big food fair. It's like every street fair place which is on saturdays um williamsburg has some really cute shopping which you saw when we went mm-hmm. out that day
0: i would also say dumbo's really cute uh, that like, was my next one like, like the
1: one hotel in dumbo it's a fortune to stay there but if they're having a sale or something like look it up because it's i stayed there for one night um when my building was broken and it was amazing
0: um and then i would say like in the city just like Downtown. Like it yeah. Get below Fourteenth Street and like get a nice Airbnb downtown. Yeah, and like, like wander talk around. about the West Village, Greenwich Village, the East Village, Nolita. like Soho, Nolita, Tribeca. Yeah, like, anything
1: below Fourteenth Street.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't when I lived in the Square. city I
1: barely went above Fourteenth Street except for work. Do not
0: go to Times Square. You lived above Fourteenth Street.
1: I did, but before that. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: And
1: okay. I had to move to the twenties. Then I didn't go above twenty eighth street. Yeah. <laughs> Except to go to the Upper East Side for
0: museums. The only time it's worth it to go to Times Square is to see, like, a really good Broadway show a yes. couple times a year. Yes, exactly. Okay, Becca012, which is not me making up questions, just so you know, asked, how do you deal with it never being quiet? That would be the hardest part for me. Um, So I think, for me, my apartment is super quiet. Um, it, like, faces, a, um, like, a back courtyard that isn't on the street so there's no street noise it's like really really silent I think like having an apartment that's a refuge is huge here yes like having a place that you can go to like get some quiet and escape from it yeah like I don't know if I would like living here if I had a slew of roommates I mean I'm sure like in your early 20s like it would be really fun and I had a different mindset and I wasn't like such an old lady
1: I've never lived with more than one person
0: here yeah but I think like having a home space that's like a refuge is how you deal with it exactly Or I would say move to Brooklyn. It's so much more quiet here. Also, I wear headphones everywhere when I'm everywhere, when I'm on the street. So do you want to know something really weird? In Mexico City, they like hate headphones. And even if I was like walking around, like um, there was this like museum. Somebody told me to take my headphones out. And I was like, why? Oh, my God. That's weird. Um, but I got asked, like, a bunch of times, like, they really don't like it when you wear headphones in the public. I wear headphones everywhere. Like, I'm always listening to music, always listening to a podcast. I feel really weird and naked if I don't have headphones in. So, like, at least you can control your noise that way. Yeah. So next, Hope H. Woodhouse on Instagram said, where do you even start when looking for jobs in New York City? It seems so daunting. I mean, I don't think this is helpful advice. I was going to say, I think the best way to find it is through your network and through knowing people. If you don't have a network here, I would say second best is LinkedIn. Yeah. And I would say, like, never underestimate the power of, like, a really nicely written, cold outreach email. Yes. I would also say, not to toot
1: it too badly, but the Stripe Facebook group. I've seen people get jobs from that. So also join there and say you're moving to New York and that you're looking for a job and what your field is. People will reach out to you.
0: Or I, any Facebook group. Yeah. That you're in. Or the bottom on paper one. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't helped anyone get a job yet. Yeah. We helped somebody quit their job. I wonder how she's doing. I know. If that's you, tell us. We want an update. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Lolly Ray on Instagram said, how long do I need to find a place before moving? Seems much different than Chicago. Okay, girl. Here's the really hard truth. Fi- you You probably find an apartment in like two to four weeks before you move into that apartment. Yeah. Which is, like, really, really uncomfortable. Closer to two weeks, and it's so Closer to two weeks, yeah. If you you start looking, like, three months in advance, you're going to be like, there is nothing. Yeah. You're right, there is nothing. Yeah. Christina,
1: who works for me, is going through that right now, and she's moving September 1st, and she is, like, just starting to find places now, and it's mid-August.
0: Yeah, it's, like, really down to the wire. So I would say, like, if you don't feel comfortable with that, like, maybe get an Airbnb for two weeks or, you know, have something else Planned because it really is like so last minute where like the only way to find an apartment in New York is like you have this terrible feeling where you're like I'm gonna end up homeless I'm not gonna be able to find anything but then like two weeks before there's tons of stuff
1: someone wrote what is a good salary in New York to be able to afford a decent apartment with no roommates Ooh, that's really hard um I want to say probably like eighty thousand dollars a year minimum but that's in the city. You can get by if you don't want roommates. That's because you know a a good studio starts at like two grand, in the city. Yeah, I don't would say think? even
0: more in the mo- even more like twenty two or twenty three hundred maybe. My old studio was twenty two. That was a while ago though. Prices yeah. have gone up. Like I wonder. I guess if you were like willing to live somewhere like very far in like Alphabet City, or like very. Yeah high up on the Upper East Side. You could probably find cheaper. Sorry.
1: So there's a rule um, somewhere. I know that when you sign a lease, you have to make for. I think it's 40 times the monthly rent or else you would need to have a guarantor. And so that would just like doing the math of t- uh, say you found something for $2,000, you'd need to make $80,000. But again, you could probably live further uptown. You could live in Brooklyn. I know it's doable, I always lived with roommates until I was in a position to pay for a studio. Like, because I liked living right in the city when I was younger.
0: Yeah. I think if you want to, like, live in the city, you're probably looking closer to 2,500. Yeah. So whatever that times 40 is. It's about, like, 100. Yeah, I think that's, like, about 100,000.
1: Yeah. It's hard. I mean, I will say, (laughs) you guys, like, we've talked about this before, but when I first moved here, I lived in a one-bedroom that we split up the... up the middle of the living room to make a second bedroom like if you want to live right in the city I think that at first it's important to get roommates and be creative because you also want to have some spending money and be able to go out and experience New York
0: and those are like built-in friends who you can experience New York with if you're coming from somewhere where you don't already know people
1: yeah I agree
0: Okay, so this one, um, we actually got a bunch of questions like this. So somebody asked, I'm 34 and single and thinking about reloadi- relocating to New York City. Am I too old to start over in NYC? We had another one who also said this, who was 27. And I would say to both of them, like, you're not too old. You're do definitely it. not too old. I'm 36. I make new friends, like, every every month. Like,
1: I'm single as well and, like, not even dating anyone because we've been traveling so much this summer. But um, I think you totally can do it.
0: I think New York is pretty transient so there's a lot of people like coming and going at all times so like moving and being in your 30s isn't that big a deal.
1: It's not a big deal. At like all. I
0: would say I would be more concerned about your career than about your like social life and friend group. Exactly. So like as long as you feel comfortable that you can find a job in your field here. Yes. I think that's harder than, you know, And plugging in socially. It's a good time to move here, I think, too, because you're probably
1: making more money so you can afford, like, that lifestyle. True. Yeah. Because when you're in your – they say that New York is either for the very young who don't mind, like, sharing, like, a two-bedroom apartment with three other people or for the people who are making more money and are able to live a little bit of a nicer lifestyle. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of one or the other. So if you're in your mid-30s, I think you're, like, actually at a great point in your life to move to New York.
0: Mm-hmm. It's really fun. I'm 36 and I love it. Along the same lines, uh, this person, B. Godfrey921, asked, Is it possible to live in New York City on an entry level salary? Yeah, it's hard. It's get not creative. easy. Get creative. Get creative. Get roommates. Um, you're going to have some stories that you're going to look back on and are going to be like things you laugh at.
1: Yeah. I'm watching Christina do this and she kind of has pieced together a few different jobs and she is gonna have roommates and she's gonna live in brooklyn but they do like them they have so much fun and they do a lot of like cute inexpensive things every weekend so i think you can totally do it just be prepared to get creative and to like not always be comfortable
0: yeah but those years build character true so the next (laughs) question um this person asked tips and tricks on dating in new york city she and then she went on to say she's been on so many crummy dates Girl, I don't have an answer for you, but I'm just here to validate that you're not alone. Yes. I
1: wrote a whole post about this on my blog this past, I think it was this winter. And I will just tell you, you're not alone. It is hard. I would say, go on as many dates as possible. And this sounds bad, but date multiple people at a time so you don't get too invested in one person Um because that's what guys are doing. Guys are dating, like, five girls at a time. And I don't, I'm not trying to sound negative, but that's how it is. And I think it's important to, like, have a great group of friends and, like, not take it too seriously and um, have a good time. Because you're going to look back at some point and you'll be married and you'll just be like, oh, my God, remember those, like, crazy single
0: years? All right. So the next person asked, any re- recommendations on finding a job in New York City when you're living somewhere else? Number one, like hot quick tip, don't put your address on your resume. Yes. Agreed. Um, Because people will overlook you because they don't want to deal with the, that it's going to take you longer to move here, even if you're a perfect candidate or like, I think a lot of people just like apply to New York City jobs with like no intention of moving here too. Yeah. So don't put your address on your resume. Yeah. And network as much as possible. I would say, you know,
1: kind of like the, the things that Becca said earlier, LinkedIn is a great resource. Um, sending cold, a really thoughtfully written cold email, um, posting in a Facebook group or something. I've had a lot of people post in the Stripe Facebook group with this exact question and then people being willing to help them out.
0: Yeah. Oh, this one was really funny. So oh, I love this question. Katie Herklotz on Facebook said, Where do you swim in the summer? It's the one thing I don't understand about living in New York City in the summer. I want to move there, but I just don't understand how you beat the heat. For the most part, you don't swim here in the summer. I mean, Soho House is a pool, but I've actually never gone to Soho House. I've swam in the pool, but I go
1: like in off hours, like in the mornings, um, just to like, because in in the afternoons, like after 5 p.m., it just turns
0: into like... It's a zoo. It's a zoo. I would say two things. So I would say you beat the heat by standing in front of your window air conditioning unit. Like Mm -hmm. beating the heat is a very indoor activity. Yes. Um, The other thing is that I feel like more than in other cities, people leave on the weekend. So you like go somewhere else, whether that's like somewhere really close like Hudson or the Hamptons or, you know, yeah, or the Rockaways. That's like a great place to go. Um, You go somewhere out of the city or you like take a, flight somewhere. Yes. And like, that's when you swim. I would say like, I go to
1: like, well, my parents currently live on Cape Cod, so I go there a lot. The Hamptons are really close. The Hamptons are a scene. So if you go to the Hamptons, I would say like something a little bit nicer, like Sag Harbor is, is a lot more calm and quiet and it's not like overrun by rich kids. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you get out of the city or you find a friend who has a, a rooftop pool. Like those friends are really good to have. Um, and you stay inside a lot, which sounds funny. I do a lot of like going to Domino Park and reading and then coming home to my nice air conditioned apartment and, and cooling off.
0: Yeah. Walking into a cool apartment is like yeah. the feeling. Yeah. Like it's the same as jumping into a pool. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So if you love to swim, it's a little harder, but I will say that it's really easy to get out of the city as well. Yeah. So Veronica wrote best place for brunch, a date night, rooftops and happy hours. So my answer would be for brunch, I love Cafe Clooney in the West Village. For a date night, I would say, I would combine that with a rooftop and I would say like any of like the cute rooftop bars here in the city. Um, oh God, I'm blanking on my favorite rooftop bar. I usually suggest Soho House because it's just like really easy and fun and I know that I like can always get in and get a, a place to sit. I would say um, Gitano. It's not a roof, it's, it's not a roof bar, but it is outside and like gives you that kind of that kind of fun vibe. And for happy hour, where do we go for happy hour?
0: I'm just discovering happy hour because I never used to be out of work in time for happy hour. Yeah.
1: So, oh, I love Maison Premiere in Williamsburg. They have oysters and like really great cocktails. Mm.
0: Okay. Yep. All right. For brunch, Oh, Bubby's is great for brunch too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say maybe Gemma. Oh, Gemma the Bowery has a great Hotel brunch. has a great brunch, and mm-hmm. it's like they have a nice outdoor seating area too, yeah. which is really nice. Um, a date, I love the Immigrant in um, the East Village, especially for a first date. It's like a dark wine bar, and it's like kind Ooh. of cozy and romantic, especially yeah. in the winter. It's like I don't know, a very good date spot. Yeah, rooftop. Oh, you know what's really fun? Um, City Winery. Have you ever been there? Yeah, it's on the Hudson, and they have a it's roof like bar, or not City Winery. City Vineyard. City Vineyard. I've never yeah. been there. It's like, it's owned by City Winery, but it's a huge rooftop over on the Hudson. And especially if you go like in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, that's a really fun spot. And then happy hours. I don't know. Somebody write us and tell us the best happy hours because I don't yeah, know We yet. need
1: suggestions. We're not big happy hour goers. We need no, to. No, i usually. do that. Oh, you know who has a great happy hour is Grand Bank's. Um, It's only in the summer, but it's that boat on on the river. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Okay. So Veronica Rogala had two questions on Facebook. So her first question was best hair salon. Where do you go?
1: I go to Fakai. I'm very loyal to Fakai. I go to Lucy for a cut, and I go to Erica for a keratin treatment and hair color. I am obsessed. I know that Fakai is expensive, so my backup option would be a Rojo, which is in, um, I believe it's like just above Tribeca, and if you go there, there's a woman called Inva, and she's amazing with color, and um, I think like anyone there is great for a cut.
0: So I may have just switched hair salons inadvertently. Oh, So I used to go to Fringe on the Lower East Side, but the girl who usually cuts my hair there, her name is Christine, was on maternity leave last time I needed a haircut. So I had to go somewhere else. So I went to Spoken Wheel in Soho, which everyone at the Lola office started going to because everyone at the Glossier office recommended it. (laughs) So like very strange and incestuous, like how everyone ended up going there. Um, But I got a great haircut there um, from somebody named Victoria. And I kind of liked her that I'm, and it's like closer to my apartment, so I might go there mm-hmm. next time I need a haircut too. Switching a
1: hairstylist is like so stressful, and like I, I just switched hairstylists like six to eight months ago, I want to say, and I felt I had like all this guilt and like it felt like
0: I feel like really you're bad. way more serious about your hair than I am though, because you also yeah. do color and, and it, you do the yeah. keratin thing. I got three things going on. I'm like not, yeah. generally particularly yeah. loyal. I don't know. Oh, I'm pretty loyal. So it, it's like a big deal just for me to switch. Okay. Yeah. So her second question was favorite Broadway show.
1: So mine is Hamilton.
0: But sure. But I'm dying to see Mean Girls. I like, oh, wanna I want to see, see, see so that badly. too. Yeah. I would also say, um, go see Dear Evan Hansen. I'm dying to see ben, that. Ben Platt is still in it. Yeah. It's like, he's so phenomenal in it. It's insane.
1: And if you want something that's like really cute and maybe less expensive than say Hamilton for example, I loved Come From Away. It's very oh, very I haven't sweet. Seen that. Yeah, it's it's about I don't I don't want to go on too long, but it's about um, new I think Nova Scotia right after 9/11. Oh, okay. um, and it's it's great. Really cute and heartwarming.
0: So we made it through most of the questions. We definitely skipped... If you're counting, we didn't get through all 30 because we skipped some that were duplicate kind of duplicates or, or that or we'd already touched we on the in. information. Yeah. But insane what a popular topic this is. So yeah. maybe we'll have to do a New York part two episode at some point. Yeah.
1: So let's talk about our obsessions. Becca, what are you obsessed with? Okay.
0: So this isn't something... Okay. Let me explain. So... I just reordered shampoo and conditioner and I'm using the same thing for a second bottle. And I think like that's pretty high praise. Cause I don't tend to be very brand loyal with shampoo and conditioner, but I, I tried the Kristen S shampoo and conditioner, which is from target. It's the signature shampoo and conditioner. And it's like, it's 10 bucks. So it's not very expensive, but I've definitely used a lot of way higher price shampoo and conditioner. And well, I, I'm not going to say that this one is better. I think it's just as good as a lot of the more expensive stuff that I've used and it's way cheaper. It also smells really good, but I just placed an order on target and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to like write, write down that this is an obsession. Like buying yeah. the same thing twice in a row is like, I think that's high a praise. big deal. Yeah.
1: Um, I keep hearing about Kristen S I've gotten like, cause I really love the Oribe bright blonde shampoo mm-hmm. and, um so many people have been like grace try the kristin s bright blonde shampoo i don't think it's called bright blonde it's the purple shampoo whatever that is that it's amazing
0: Ooh, try it i mean it smells really really good and you can't beat the price yeah i'll have to check it out yeah what are you obsessed with
1: okay so mine is something that was sent to me last week and goop so i love all things goop like all of her beauty products all of her bath soaks i'm a big sucker for the cult of goop yeah i worship at the altar of gwyneth paltrow but she just, or her peer agency, not not Gwyneth. Gwyneth did not personally send me these. Um, sent me her new body products, and there are three. There is um, a body wash which has like clay in it, so it almost feels like you're putting, you're washing your your body with a mud mask. It's amazing. There is a scalp scrub, which like it, my my scalp needed it so badly after like a summer of like going to the beach and spraying sunscreen all over my. Scalp and my face and everything. Um, my scalp felt like super dirty and I used the scrub and it felt so good afterwards. Ooh. And then there's also a body scrub and I'm just kind of meh on the body scrub, but it's a nice body scrub. I just, okay. I would probably stick to something like a little less expensive, but the body wash and the, the scalp scrub, they're insane.
0: Guys, is anyone um, counting? How many body washes is this that Grace oh has recommended on podcast? Oh my God, I love body wash. Um, there's a lot. So shut up. This might
1: be like number five. Oh, it's, like, at least number five. I was going to say it was, like, eight or nine. Wow, Whatever. guys. I love a good body wash. I maybe just there's, like, bang bang. like, some psychological issues to unpack here. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just a beauty product junkie. Okay. What about on Instagram? So my obsession is Chanae Alexander, and her her first name is spelled C-H-I-N-A, like China, with an E. Alexander. She is amazing. You're going to love her. She is, like, so fit um, and like so body positive and everything she writes is like so inspirational, she is fantastic, and I love everything she posts.
0: What about you um so mine is Pia Arobio do you follow her no she's the founder of l p a so it's p i a a r o b i o okay um she's the founder of lpa she lives in la and i feel like she's like a really nice balance of aspirational but real yeah um she has really good stories so i'm very into following her she obviously has a very good sense of fashion because like she has her own fashion brand but at the same time like she also gives like a good picture of her real life and like the day-to-day and like emotional stuff yeah along with like building this brand so really enjoying her recently
1: fine um and what are you reading
0: okay so I'm kind of all over the place with reading so I started no one ever tells you this which is Glynis McNichols memoir I love her I just heard her on so many podcasts talking about it and basically like the gist of the memoir is it's her story of turning 40 and being a single woman and and being happy and kind of just like what does that look like like that portrayal just doesn't exist yeah in movies or tv or books so it's really interesting. It's it's essays um, and it's kind of like loosely connected. Um, so I'm casually reading that. Um, and then I started a book called Playing With Matches and it's like a romantic comedy and it's annoying me for two reasons that are not the book's fault. It's about me, not about the book. First thing is, is that the main character is um, in her early 20s and New York city. And I feel a lot older than her. So I'm like a little bit annoyed because I'm feeling old. And then the second thing is that she's a matchmaker and she's just like setting these women up on all these dates. And she's like on all the dating apps and it's so easy. Like, oh my God, this is so fun. And I'm like, fuck you, bitch. Like (laughs) dating sucks in New York city. So I got kind of an, I'm going to finish it, I think, but I got kind of annoyed with her Yeah. It's probably also because I have the flu and I'm just like annoyed at everyone. Yeah. So I stopped that. And last night I started rereading Crazy Rich Asians in anticipation of the movie this week. So the movie comes out, well, when the podcast drops, it'll be today. Yeah. So you better believe that on Wednesday, I'm going to be at a movie theater by myself seeing Crazy Rich Asians. I had to put Crazy Rich Asians down because I couldn't get into it. I don't know what's wrong with me. Everyone loves it. I get that it's confusing with all the characters. It's so good. I can't
1: deal with all these. I am
0: ripping through it. I started it last night, probably at like eight. Okay. I'm like eighty percent of the way through it. Like, frankly, you're lucky that I came here. It's raining. I'm sick, and I'm in the middle of a good book. Like, I should have just canceled on you.
1: Yeah, you should have.
0: So I'm. Loving rereading Crazy Rich Asians. Oh,
1: well, maybe I'll go see the movie, but I'm not ever picking that book up again because I hated it. Wow, that's harsh. Yeah. Tell me what you're reading. So I just finished Marriage Vacation while I was in Atlanta. How was it? Um, you know, it's really cute. So everyone was telling me I had to read it, and I just felt like it was a kind of like very clever, but a marketing ploy on behalf of Younger. And I love, love, love Younger. Me
0: too, but I heard the book is actually very good. Yes. So it was written,
1: well, ghostwritten by Joe Piazza. Who I didn't know Who we that. love. We love Joe. We're going to be talking about one of her books, Charlotte Walsh Likes to Win, in a few episodes. Oh my God, I didn't know that she ghostwrote mm-hmm. it. So she also wrote Fitness Junkie. She wrote The Knockoff. Like she, huh. she's really she writes like a lot of my favorite like lighter reads so I was like well I have to read read this the book is very cute um I got annoyed at the main character quite a bit but I also like didn't really like the main character in the show younger either I thought she was like kind of whiny like left a good life like who just like abandons their family for a whole year I, I just I don't know like maybe I'm just like a little bit harsh like I'm I'm like don't make bad decisions like Get everything out of your system before you get married. But I love the book anyway. Okay. Yeah. I have the sample downloaded. I need to read it. And I'm at this point with Younger, like, it's one of my favorite shows. And, like, I just can't get enough. Like, each episode is only, like, it's under a half an hour. And then, like, having to wait a whole week in between. Like, what's going on right now between Charles and Liza is, like, giving me life. So I felt like it was, like, a nice little thing to do in between episodes. Okay. Okay. I'm into that. Besides that, I'm reading our next book, and I am obsessed. So we are reading Circe. Is that how you say it? No. Nope. How do you say it? Circe. 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 I can't. We know that I can't pronounce things. Somebody wrote that I talk like I have a mouthful of rocks. You know what? I do. I own it.
0: I'm, I'm working really on getting that better. It's really they were able to ascertain her pebble eating problem yeah, over I the have podcast. A problem. I
1: love eating. eating she just rocks. has a mouthful
0: of rocks <laughs> at all times.
1: <laughs> um, no, but I'm working on my diction. I'm like such a loser. When I spoke at this conference this week, I recorded myself so I could like really. Oh like- my God. It's like football play by play tape. Oh, I do. And it's embarrassing. I say um too much. I can't pronounce certain words, but we're <laughs> working on it. So I'm reading Circe. Is that right? Nope. Say it. Circe. Circe. I'm reading Circe, but this is going to be a real problem for next <laughs> week. Circe. Circe. I'm reading Cirque. Well, just like, I'm sorry. Oh God, Grace, just tell us what the book is about. I'm, I'm reading Circe by Madeline Miller, which, and I'm obsessed. So it's all about Greek mythology. And mythology was like one of my favorite, favorite, favorite subjects when we were in high school. So I love this. So she is the daughter of Helios, who's the, the God of the sun. And this is like her whole story. So it brings in, like so many of the characters from mythology and kind of gives you a backstory there. And it's just, it's fascinating. I absolutely love it.
0: It's really good. I just finished it. A bunch of people in our Facebook group were saying it was one of their favorite reads from this year or last year. So worth checking out. Pick it up.
1: It's one of my favorite books I've read in a while. So I'm really excited to talk about it next week.
0: So go do some reading. But in the meantime, if you need more Bad on Paper, join our Facebook group. Just search Bad on Paper Podcast and join the group. It's really fun. And uh, follow at Bad on Paper Podcast on Instagram. And then Grace, where can people find you on Instagram? Um, I'm Grace Atwood, or they
1: can find me at my blog, which is
0: thestripe.com. And I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. So... Come find us on the internet and we can't wait to talk to you about Cersei next week. Can't wait. Bye. Bye.